All right, so I'm here with Josiah Begay, and we are at First Avenue Coffee, um, one of my favorite coffee shops downtown, and they're very gracious to allow us to record here on their balcony overlooking uh, the bar. So um, thank you for that, Deb and Aaron and everybody else. Um, all right, now that the advertisement's over. <laughs> they're not paying me for that, actually, but I do get free coffee out of it, so. Nice, there you go. That's a good setup, too. Yeah, I'll do a lot of things for free coffee. <laughs> um, anyway, so we just wanted to talk a little bit about what's happening today, the current situation in around the nation, around our city, around the state, um, and just kind of discuss. Obviously, you know, it's one thing to be able to post things on Facebook and, you know, you can have a really long post or a short post and sometimes it's harder to say certain things and and that's why i kind of got so addicted to podcasts at one point was just because it's you can get so much more information across over like a conversation sometimes than you can over just like a post and then like commenting you know what i mean like it's just yeah. not the same so um we're going to probably be touching over a lot of things that we've already all been talking about on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So it's not like we're going to break any news here. Or it's not going to be anything new. But I'm hoping that um, if anything, you know, us, you know, rehashing it. I know that for me, at least every time I talk about something again, I end up learning something new about it or come out of it thinking a slightly different way than I did maybe going into it. And so for anybody, for myself at least, I know these conversations are helpful. And that's honestly why I started doing this whole podcast because I was like, I, I'm not, le you know, what I'm doing is not something that is so great or phenomenal, I think. You know, I'm literally just like meeting up with people, buying coffee and having conversations. And then I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm going to record it, yeah. you know, and that's it. So there's really no... It wasn't like, it wasn't set up, you know what I mean? Like the other way around. And and it grew and it came out of frustration. And I've talked about this before. I don't know why I'm going into the history of podcasting right now. But. It's okay. Go for it. <laughs> Let it flow, uh, baby. Yeah, it's just, you know, one of those things where I was just like, I got frustrated with, I was like, I just, I don't feel like some conversations get heard on Facebook just or Twitter or Insta or any social media. And it's like. And some people aren't even having them at all. Exactly. You know. Or they, you know, and like, I don't hate on memes. Like, I love memes, right? But like, you can't <laughs> depend on memes for like your messaging, like for what you believe. You know what I mean? Like, you don't get to like share a meme and be like, I'm behind this. You know what I mean? Like, it's just. They can't be like your stance. Yeah, no, take. like that can't. No, it can't. You know, it's crazy though. It's like exposure to memes and things like that can actually help change people's perspective. Absolutely. Like, especially if it makes it funny and they're like, oh, oh yeah. wow. So. I agree. I think, you know, who, do you know who Terrence McKenna is? Who? Terrence McKenna. Oh. Okay. Well, anyways, he talked about memes back in the 70s. He was talking about memes and how... Um, you know, it's like this new form of communication almost where it's no longer, you know, a sentence or a picture. It's both. Right. But it's like 
it's only understandable. Like if you get behind on memes, then you don't understand the next meme. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. like they build on each other. Like if you're not like current with what's going on. Exactly. Like, and so it's, it's this weird language that's dependent on its very, very narrow slice of context to actually be funny. You know, yeah. you can look back at a meme that was funny three years ago and be like, why was that funny? Like, I don't know. But in that moment, like it felt really funny. I don't know. Memes are crazy like that where they can just capture like the feeling of like an instant. And I think that's what viral really means. It's like, it's, it's um, like externalizing that collective like subconscious kind of that like no it's that funny thing that we all think about but nobody thinks to talk about you know that becomes the meme or becomes the trendy thing or like that tweet that goes you know super famous whatever um i don't know it's weird shit like that but anyways have you ever tried to make any memes you know i have not (laughs) (laughs) you should i don't want to say it's easy because it's not easy but I've done it a couple times and like when you really just zone in on a topic like if you just okay my mind is completely on this topic and you just look at memes you'll eventually kind of start making connections Uh and you can start making memes (laughs) oh dude that's so crazy so it's like an emergent like phenomena that happens from just like seeing enough memes of a certain subjects where yeah like so for instance uh It's not the best example or the most mature, but one time I made a meme (laughs) making fun of these two people that I really disliked at the time. (laughs) I can see how you had a lot of energy. Yeah. Yeah, In that, yeah. That's an example of just coming from that space of being like, fuck these two people right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was able to, you know, just look at memes and see how it made it funny and it worked. Yeah. And also, like with jujitsu, too, you can, if if you just like think about jujitsu and you look at certain memes, you can kind of find a way to make it funny. (laughs) But yeah, it's probably not the best example of the first one. Is there a lot of jujitsu memes? There is, man. There's like a whole (laughs) jujitsu industry that you wouldn't even think that's there. That's crazy. Yeah, there's like a ton of uh, jujitsu um, like pages and uh, things to follow that produce all kinds of content. And there's like companies that make a bunch of money. They're, even like the top guys are like millionaires from competitions and everything. It's crazy. How about the people here in Spokane? Are they rich? Uh, I don't think so. Um, there's a couple. There's some world champions at the at the gym that I train at. But um, I don't think anybody's really rich. I mean, maybe Michael Chiesa, but I don't know how rich he is. But he's in UFC, so. Yeah. Does he have his own gym here? I don't think he has his own gym, uh, but he trains. He does jujitsu at at the gym that I do. And then he also trains at Sick Jitsu, I think, in the Valley, which is more like MMA. Oh. I think he just comes to our gym just to specialize in jujitsu. So he teaches people and, like, they pay him? Um, he might do private lessons and stuff, but oh. I think mostly he just goes and trains. Oh, just he just like, trains on his own shit. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. For sure. Well, that's cool. I have a friend of mine that, well, my roommate, actually, Travis, or was my roommate, um, he grew up with Chiesa. And okay. so, like, they used to hang out all the time. And so that was cool. Like, I mean, I don't know him, but it's cool. He's from around here. Yeah, it's super, super weird being in the gym and be like, oh, my God, that guy's a UFC fighter. Because there's another guy that's a UFC fighter, too. And just kind of looking at them, it's like... These guys could totally just kill you right now. If they to. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's Train fine. weapons. Yeah. Basically, yeah. How long have you been doing jujitsu? Um, like a year and a month. 
basically. Kind of exactly. And you think you're going to keep doing it for a long time? Oh, I'm going to do it for as long as I can. Yeah. Like, as long as my, you know, I'm not like paralyzed or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. How come? Uh, because it really like, um, let's see. It basically just changed my life, you know? I don't know. When I first started like a year ago, I had made a decision to go completely sober and stop partying and everything. So I stopped doing that and then started doing jujitsu that following week, just a couple days later. Mm -hmm. And so it was like a huge part of my journey, my growth in my personal life um, because I wasn't spending time or energy partying anymore. And I spent a lot of time and energy in jujitsu. And it was like a really, it's a really physical activity. So you don't realize you're getting to work out while you're doing it. But by the time you're either in the middle of it or at the end, you're like, holy shit, I'm tired. Um, and it's also really technical. It's like playing chess with your body. Every single point of your body it comes into play. Mm -hmm. And I'm, yeah. I'm the kind of person that like, well, I think everybody probably says this. I have an addictive personality, right? But like, when I really want to do something, I just go all out for it. And like, that's all I want to do. Like I'd go to two classes a day and sometimes I'd even do like a third class in, in uh, Muay Thai a couple of days. And so I really like this. If I want to do it, I like to get after it. And so it was just something that really, um, I'd been wanting to do it for the longest time. All throughout like high school and everything, I'd always watch fighting videos. I'd always watch jujitsu videos, UFC. And I always like knew that jujitsu was the best, but I just never went and did anything. And it was finally that change in my life that kind of pushed me to overcome that fear. It was a huge fear of mine to do in the first place. And finally I was like, wow, I'm actually doing this. And I'm actually learning a little bit. So it's just a, I think it's very uh, conducive to people that want to live a better life because mm -hmm. you have to get better every day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what a lot of successful, happy people want to do is just yeah, get better. For sure. So it kind of draws a lot of the same people that want the same things into the into the sport. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's very important that people, when you're trying to replace a bad habit, that you replace it with something else, you know, that's like, can, like you said, that can take your time and energy. Because if you don't, it's very easy to just feel like something's missing constantly because you're just used to that. So, yeah, I mean, like I've told us people, that, you know, smoke cigarettes. It's like find something else that you really like to do and tell yourself, I'll do that every time I want to smoke a cigarette and don't feel guilty about it because know that you're not smoking a cigarette, you know, or whatever it is, like find something new. I don't know. Anyways, but yeah, I replacement, like super important over getting over anything like junk food. Like it doesn't have to be something super serious or, you know, I, you can't just like take something and not replace it with something else. Cause if not that, space will just get filled right back up and you know like a, a big part of the way that i thought of it is so like i started basically as, as the same time as i was like okay i'm gonna be sober for a year i'm gonna do this and so that one goal led to like so many other areas of my life so by being sober um i started doing jujitsu i started getting healthier naturally uh wanting to take care of my body better um and then also my finances, like I finally got my shit together. My finances, like started mm. fixing my credit score. Mm. Finally got a car. Like I was carless for a couple of years. Like I would go in and out of having a car because I never wanted to deal with it financially. Sure. And so 
it was like, almost like a fear of mine to even think about that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so like by being sober, it opened up all these other avenues of me to conquer my fears basically yeah. in my life. And like what was able to keep that progress going is was being able to look back and be like, okay, I've been sober for a year. If I went and drank, I would have just, or I'm sorry, I've been sober for a month now. If I went out and got drunk, I would have just lost my month that I had in the, the bank. progress, yeah. Yeah. And so I was just like consistently building on that. And um, I didn't want to throw that away. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. for instance, my car now that I have, if I were to get a DUI with it or something, like that would totally ruin everything, right? And mm-hmm. so it's like, mm-hmm. that's just how I think of it. It's like all this progress and work that I've put in, I don't want to throw that away. Yep. So yep. that was kind of a big driver for me too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I agree. I'm like frustrated because like I went to jujitsu like five times sort mm-hmm. of. And then like, you know, shit just happens. And then like you have to make decisions. And then I would have to choose between like, do I go play soccer or do I go to jujitsu? And it was like, I chose soccer a lot of the times. Um, but um now that like it's funny because like i thought for a minute like i'm, I'm just gonna sell my stuff like i'm just gonna be honest like i i you know i invested in getting a good set of in a, in a good gi and so i was like but if i'm not using it like what's the point like i'm sure somebody else could use it but i didn't sell it you know for whatever reason and like i can i'm starting to see now like it's gonna come back around like because I don't think there, there's not a gym in Colville, essentially, but I'm starting to set up now that I'm moved out of Spokane and because I have my kids for one week and then I don't have them for a week and it's kind of like it's 50-50 with their mom. The week that I don't have them, I have to be in Spokane to pick them up on Fridays. So for out, throughout the summer, what I'm going to be, what I'm planning on doing is be coming into Spokane a day or two before I have to pick up the kids, depending on, you know, what's going on with the garden or whatever else up in the property. But coming to Spokane a couple of days before, and then um, there's a couple of projects that I, you know, want to work on, be able to do things like record the, you know, episodes, like be able to focus more of my time to actually doing these things, you know, what I mean? The, the hobbies that I've always wanted to do, if you will, that don't have to necessarily be hobbies, but I've treated them as hobbies for a very long time. Partly because I need to make like, you know, if I don't make 20 hundred a month then how am I going to pay my bills type of scenario? Whereas like now, because I live in an RV, like I'm not worried about how much money I'm going to make every month, you know, because I only need like $600 to like essentially like not to, to pay everything off. You know what I mean? It's a very minimalistic lifestyle. So like I have all this time, which is super dope. <laughs> it sounds super dope. Yeah. <laughs> I know when I had all the free time during COVID, I thought that was super dope too. <laughs> yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. Like I miss working here like a lot. Like I love all these people and, um, I, I miss being, I miss a lot of what I was doing. Okay. It's not like I'm happy to have gotten rid of that. Like, uh, but for right now, it's definitely the right thing for me. And so, I mean, that's why I'm doing it. But anyways, I'm looking forward to being able to come into town again, which is what I was trying to say, and go to jiu-jitsu like two days in a row or something like that. And, you know, even if it's only once a week or once every other week. Shit, like, it's better than nothing. It's better than nothing, right? Yeah. And, like, you're going to get the same workout. You start getting used to it. Like, who knows what happens? Maybe my schedule changes. I can make it more often. I don't know how their membership works, like how many times you have to go. I'll have to look into that, but I still have all my shit. So I plan on being able to at least drop in every so often. I don't know how that works, but 
Yeah. It'd be fun. anything, you can learn how to defend yourself a little bit. Exactly. Which is yeah. a, a good skill. Dude, and, you know, I put up a good fight for nothing. Like, <laughs> I'm going to squirm. <laughs> That's basically, like... I mean, I'm I'm still a beginner, so I don't know what I'm, I'm talking about. But it's like that's basically what jujitsu is, especially when you first start. It's just squirming like, and like, off of me, leave yeah, me alone, yeah, and try not to oh, that's die. Literally, it's just like, can I grab this? All right, cool. I'm gonna yeah. pull here, and I uh, feel like I can sneak out through under this, and yeah. like, and then that doesn't work. And you're no, dead. literally, I just I know I, I I know I can't do enough to win a fight with anybody there because well, I don't know anything, but I get a little bit of satisfaction from like at least like not going out in like 10 sec. like there's one guy there i can't remember his name but he has like a mustache and um he's a he's probably around my height maybe a little bit shorter but this dude like it was like instantly every time i went with him it was like five seconds and i always have to tap out because like he would just take me straight there and i was like fuck what am i supposed to do yeah it's like, crazy it's like it's good to feel it but like it's very humbling too. You oh, because yeah. you're like, okay, now I really don't want any problems with anybody because <laughs> you never know what these people know now. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Think about how much. Speaking of defunding the police, I'm going to segue here. <laughs> so I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> what a difference it would make if everybody was fucking trained in martial arts. Like, if we took, like, a tenth of the police budget and, like, put it into, like, community um, education for, like, people learning how to defend themselves, like, women, children, people at risk, like, that would be huge. It would be. It would be huge. Like, that's just a tiny little thing. People... It, it bothers me so much because when you say things like defund the police and then people are like, oh, well, you know, you have to have cops. You can't get rid of all the cops. And I'm like, fuck. Like, are you, people just try to pick an argument. You know what I mean? Because it's like there's a, there's an intent behind what we're trying to say. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a lot happening here that's boiled down to a phrase, which we can argue about whether or not you like the phrase or not. But why? Like, what's important is why we're talking about it. Not what we're talking about, what we're talking. It's like this meta analysis that we complain about. You know what I mean? That. Well, I guess like that whole defund the police statement, like it means different things to everybody. Exactly. Like this one guy posted it and he was like, when we say defund the police, we mean yada, yada, yada. And it was this big old long thing. And I was like, what? I, I had no idea. I mean, my, I've never heard it, heard it explained before. So I just assumed defund the police means like dissolve the police basically and so i mean yeah i guess that there's a lot of other meanings of people when people say that that i don't even know about yeah. so i'm sure a lot of other people don't even know about too yeah well exactly i think it means a lot of things to a lot of people but that's why i think getting caught up in trying to attack it is useless because if you're saying defund the police Whatever that means to you personally, what you're saying is that you're in favor of some type of police reform, you know, and at the end of the day, we have a democratic system. So no one person's opinion is going to win. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's no point in arguing so with one single out of yeah, one person. Saying it like, what the fuck? Yeah. Not one person's going to not no one single person can change everything. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> You know, not one person can change everything. So then why do we spend so much time arguing with just one person about a difference of opinion? I'm not saying it's not important to engage with people and to have important conversations. I'm just saying we waste so much energy on it. Like, oh, you're so wrong. That would be stupid if we did that. Okay, let's vote on it. Like, you, you know, like yeah. that's what it's all about. I don't know. <laughs> 
I mean, it kind of reminds me of what you said on that video the other day when you said uh, naivety. I don't, know, I don't know if that's oh, how you say it, right? Oh, people being misguided yeah. instead of being like misguided trying to be naive wrong. versus yeah. intentionally trying to be wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was super true because yeah. like you see that, you see people just instantly attacking whatever issue it is on either side. They instantly are like, no, you're wrong, you're a horrible human being. And like I've always had a problem with alienating people mm-hmm. or I've always had a problem with like burning bridges with people mm-hmm. because... Mm-hmm. It just doesn't feel right, you know? And it's like, what would I want people to do for me if I was wrong? Exactly. So, and I'd never been able to articulate it the way that you said it, but it's like, it's exactly true. It's like, people want, people do want good. Like they, for the most part, people think Mm -hmm. that they're acting in the interest of good. So that's why they're saying what they're saying. And everybody's just coming at it from a different angle. Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah, I think that everybody could benefit from hearing that message. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just it's crazy because we just assume that other people are evil because they disagree with us. You know what I right. mean? Like, and it's just it seems so obvious that it's not the case, mm-hmm. and yet it's so easy. I mean, I even for me to fall into that, you know, because it's so easy for me to hate Trump. It's just so easy. You know what I mean? So easy. Repeat that. It's very easy. (laughs) (laughs) Into the microphone. Yeah. It's so easy to hate Trump. And yet, like, I feel like hating him puts me in the same category as all the people that hate everything else. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's like at the end of the day, he hates a bunch of people and we're mad at him for hating people. But we hate him. So it's like, you can't do that. And and I hate myself for it because I want to hate him so bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I feel like kind of what you're talking about is I feel like a lot of times people end up embodying the thing that they don't like. You know, like if people are, uh, I might say this the wrong way. If, so like you get these, let's just say you talk about your left, people on the left, right? And once they feel like their ideas aren't being accepted then they like flip it on the people on the right they're like you guys are garbage human beings you guys should die you know what i mean like when it's like whoa, whoa, whoa. it's like you guys are just wanting love right mm-hmm. and i'm not attacking the left because sure. I, I have a lot of left ideas and stuff too or whatever yeah but that's just one example of where people end up embodying that hate and ignorance that they are trying to fight against too but they think they're doing it for the good reasons sure so i think that's kind of relates to what you're saying yeah and right now one of the things that drives me crazy is people mad against people that disagree with them for example like with the with the the militias you know what i mean like i'm like listen i'm the most i mean anybody that knows me been super vocal about everything that has to do with the protests and yet like i you will never once find me telling people go put your guns away like I'm just not gonna do that. Like I'm sorry. The whole point of how of everybody having guns is that everybody has guns. That way, the people that disagree with you are not the only ones with guns, right? Like that's the whole point. Is that you don't want just one side with all the guns. That's why you're supposed to have an, uh, citizens that are armed, because then no one government, no one force can oppress the people because everybody's capable of defending themselves. Particularly the police. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> In this context. Uh-huh. But then people get so bent out of shape when, <clears throat> when you know, there's, and, and listen, I'm not for instigating, you know, fear and violence, but like, you can't get mad at people for exercising their second amendment rights at the same time that you're exercising your first amendment right. 
Like you just can't do it. You can't do it. That's you just can't point. do it. You just can't do it. Okay. <laughs> you can't do it. You can't do it. <laughs> That's a really good point. I don't think people think of it that way because I don't think people think of the second amendment as important and inalienable inalienable. That's, am I saying it that way? Um, yeah, that's the right word. Yeah. Basically, they're not thinking of it on the same level playing field as the First Amendment when it is. Absolutely. And yeah, I want to see more agree. protesters armed. You know what I mean? Like, and I completely just agree. White people that are trying to make no, a statement. You know I what I mean? If, like, if everybody was walking around armed, there's like, quote, it's like an armed society is a polite society. Exactly. It's almost like <laughs> jujitsu, okay? Back in jujitsu. Exactly. Yeah. When everybody knows how to fight, it's like, yeah. okay, like, yeah. well, let's take it easy. Exactly. Uh, we don't need to kill each other. No, we and don't. I think it's the same thing with guns. Yeah. And, and actually, I was here at the protest last Sunday and I saw something really beautiful happen because. A couple people showed up with guns. Okay. The color of their skin is not important, but we'll just leave that to your imagination. <laughs> and, um, and immediately, people walking around the crowd, there's people with guns. There's people with guns. Spread the word. There's people with guns. And everybody's just like, oh, somebody has a gun. You know, and I'm like, why is that necessary? Like, that's not necessary. And then the person on the loudspeaker is like, you know, starts like, <clears throat> which. You know, they were doing a great job of leading the chance of, of keeping the vibes up, keeping the energies going like they're doing a great job. But they fell into the same trap of being scared by the guns, you know, and then as soon as they heard that somebody with a gun, they turn around, they're just like, we don't need you here. Like, and I'm like, now you're just attacking those people and you've completely lost the movement. You know what I mean? Because like now it's become about them. Yeah. Like alienating them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and that wasn't cool. And so immediately then now they start to get defensive, right? Because now they feel attackable by fucking everybody, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, now this causes, a, you know, action, reaction, action, reaction, and they just devolves from there. And what I liked was that a little bit later, another guy that had also been on the bullhorn that had been very active, vocal leading shit, went over to the other people and apologized. He's like, listen, I'm, you know, I can't speak for her, but... I'm also one of the people that has been here leading and like, I disagree with her. Like, I think you people, uh, for, regardless of you your people? opinion, no, <laughs> <laughs> your people <clears throat> should be allowed to do that. You know what I mean? And in fact, it turned out that when he talked to them, they were there in favor of the protest. They just happened to show up with their guns because they were also pro-gun people, you know, and whatever. Like, my point is that they were there to support the movement, but because people just saw the guns, they missed the bigger picture. And I think that's happening a lot. Like, we're, I, I don't, it's, we're in, on the edge of something very dangerous, which is not only saying defund the police, but then also saying civilians can't have guns. Like, For then sure. what the fuck? It's weird how when people see that, they almost get, like, triggered and they're like, ah, that's bad, get away! And it's like... If everybody was in your in your group that had guns, I mean, I don't want to like talk extreme, but the police wouldn't mess with you guys if you guys, or they would at least be very much more like, "Hi, hello, <laughs> how the, are you doing? Course, Let's talk about this." If police knew that every citizen was armed, and not only knew with a gun, but you know knew how to fight, whatever, even a freaking pocket knife, you know what I mean? If that was a standard issue thing for civilians, like people would be more careful for sure, naturally, right? Mutually yeah. assured destruction for a long time has been one of the ways that we keep nuclear bombs from going off. Mm -hmm. It's like, listen, you don't nuke me because you know I can nuke you. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know how far that'll get us, but like for a long time, that's kind of how we've run the world. So um, it, it's there's definitely something to be said about that. Um, so, yeah. 
Anyways, um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on the protests here in town? It was like really powerful. It was really cool um, because I, I was working and luckily I was able to get off in time. And I, so I made it down about like an hour or so after it was planned. But uh, driving through, just like seeing basically people from every walk of life, you know, young and old, white, black, brown, like seeing everybody come together. It was really powerful. It was like almost like wanted to make a tear come out of my eye or something. But when I was driving down, seeing all that, and then um, I started walking down from my uh, apartment and um, me and this guy, we ended up just crossing the same street. And he had a sign. I was like, you going to the protest? He's like, yeah. I was like, right on, dude. Me too. Nice. <laughs> and so for the whole way to the protest, we just talked and um, it was cool. And then we kind of marched through for a while. And then I had to meet up with a friend. So he went off and we ended up meeting up later. Um, but basically, it, it was so cool how everybody came together and was all about doing all about like what's right. It was like. It almost felt like, you guys, we know it's been time. We know it's time. Well, we know it was time a long ago, mm-hmm. long time ago, long overdue is what sure, I'm trying to say. Sure, sure, It's like everybody knew that this is long overdue and we should have all been here a long time ago, but we're here now. Yeah. It, it was really cool. Uh, marching with everybody and then uh, doing all those chants and everything it was pretty cool. Um, yeah. And then I, when we were at the courthouse, I ended up leaving after I saw you mm-hmm. went and getting something to drink. And then I saw that they were tear gassing people on Facebook. <laughs> and that's when I was sitting there and I was like, I got to uh, go back down. I was man. there. Yeah. Uh, so I, I came back down and just caught like the last end of it of them pushing everybody out. It was crazy. Um, yeah. yeah. That's that video that I posted too. Yeah. 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 Gosh, man, it was wild. <laughs> It was. It was. It was fucking crazy. Yeah, it really was. It's insane how, like, I was thinking about this. I was like, you know how many times I've walked these streets at night? You know what I mean? And never once in my life did I think I would be walking these streets at night running from the police department like for whatever reason like uh-huh. you know whatever but and not I mean, just, just you but like a happening. whole group of people and a whole group of police yes yes like it's just wild I mean it's just like yeah anyways I mean once it's, it's one of those things that like you only see it like happen in movies like you only like see it happen in other countries like I mean I've been watching the protests happen in Hong Kong for a year now you know mm-hmm. more than a year in some places and what most people don't realize is that these protests are happening worldwide yeah I didn't realize worldwide. that like everywhere like Chile is in is like protesting Puerto Rico I mean like I could name a thousand not a thousand but I could name a bunch of countries where there are, you know there's protests happening everywhere and for a bunch of different reasons like and I don't because there's so many oppressed minority groups, you know what I mean? That for so long have had to deal with it that now they're like jumping into this, you know, collective like enough is enough type mentality. <clears throat> and so I think that's where you start to go from a movement to a revolution is when you start to get where everybody finds their reason to fight, you know, and that's, we're not there yet because people still, you know, they benefit too much from the system to where, you know, they have their reasons to why they need to defend the system, but just wait until more people lose shit. And there's enough people that don't benefit from defending the system. And then you'll find that everybody finds their own reason. I think that's, what's so dangerous about Donald Trump is that when he's on your side, if you're his supporter and you guys are on the same side, that's great. But like the second that he's not, that you're not aligned with him you know he doesn't care about you essentially at all and um 
I mean, I'm, I hate to just bring it back to like hating on Donald yeah. Trump, but like that's so what, easy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, I just think it's so obvious is everybody thinks it's cool. Like I, I, I posted this like uh, status one time, and I was like, it's it's good to be on the good side of the king until you're on the bad side of the king. Yeah, doesn't want you around anymore. Yeah, and like and it also I can't I don't know if this story is true or not, but like um, I don't know if it was like. Soviet Russia or if it was Hitler or something but the whole crowd would be clapping and like the first person to stop clapping would like get shot or get killed yeah and so I I, I don't I Can think it's imagine? true I think it's true I mean fuck but I, it might just be like a story yeah like, either way that's crazy to yeah, just it think is, about it's, yeah it's like that's what I think of when I think of Donald Trump like you could just imagine him with a group of his people and be like alright whichever one of you motherfuckers stops clapping just gone. yeah it's gone and so it's like they would just stand there and clap for hours. I don't know about that, but I'm just saying. Dude, um, I mean, put it this way. If it's not a true story, it definitely is a real mentality. For sure. Yeah, and I posted that too. Like, so, and it's just like these things that seem so obvious about him. People just don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and to be honest, there's so many things that are obvious about Joe Biden and about Hillary Clinton and about all of these career politicians. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's why I get so frustrated with people that are like so anti-Trump, but like pro, you know, Nancy Pelosi or pro, you know what I mean? I'm just like, you're just switching out one for the other. Like you're just playing into their game. Listen, they don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican, as long as you pick one. Okay. Uh That's the game. Like start talking about no government and see how quick they both want to fight you. Like what they don't want is for you to get rid of the game. Like at the end of the day, you can play into their game and they'll keep doing their thing black and forth, like back and forth. Black and forth. <laughs> is that a new term? <laughs> it is now. Black and forth. Um, like this whole impeachment thing. I mean, I don't even want to beat a dead cat, but like everybody knew he was never going to get removed from everybody fucking knew it. Mm-hmm. And yet we still did it. And I was in favor of it. And yet I knew he was never going to get removed from office. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. we go through, we play these games, even though we already know how they're going to turn out. Yeah. And we all pretend like, or I mean, we're supposed to pretend. Let's put it that way. It's it's um, I'm very very concerned with what's going to happen with the election this year. <laughs> yeah, like I man, I who because the way 2020 is going, <laughs> something crazy is going to happen. What do you think is going to happen with the election? If you Gosh, have to guess, man, I don't know. I mean, like, there's always the crazy idea that somehow Trump postpones it and just stays in office. I mean, it sounds That's where I'm putting my money. It sounds fucking crazy, but we also thought it was crazy that he would even win. Mm-hmm. And then we also thought it's crazy that he would even last this long. Mm-hmm. We thought it was crazy that all this crazy stuff would be happening, but yep. it's still happening. Yep. So I don't want that to happen. I think it's a possibility, especially with the way that he kind of demonizes people and is yeah. like so quick to send in, yep. send in the military. When the looting starts, the shooting starts. It's like, how fucking crazy like Dude, he's a maniac he he defends Taiwan and Hong Kong when he wants to to stick it to China right but now he's talking about moving the military into Seattle because he doesn't like the super peaceful autonomous Capitol Hill zone okay mm-hmm. which everybody likes to talk about the guy that got run over that did not happen in that I don't even really I briefly saw area well, wait, wait, uh, what's going on with the city hall thing oh. like I saw some super 
right wing post that was like terrorists have taken over and so I, you know it's I was reading it I was like holy shit holy shit and then I'm like oh hold on wait a second this is like some right wing stuff okay I need to read the other side of this to see what's going on yeah no so here's what happened the police the police are fighting the city because the city is all like pro black lives matter pro protesting because you know they're they have to appease the people <laughs> they're already, like a democratic type super i mean yeah. seattle's been the most progressive city you know right there with san francisco like for a long time like for a long time first places to legalize weed first places to legalize gay marriage like i mean the the fundamentals of progressive legislation happened a lot of them in seattle and uh, and san francisco and you know anyways so anyways my point being that this is a super progressive government that's going to go with whatever the people are saying pretty much and the people are saying defund the police and the police are not happy with the city for backing the protesters because they're essentially backing the enemy even though they have a contract with the city so they're maintaining legal obligation but at the same time being like fuck you to the city so what they did is they pulled out of a precinct and said we can't handle it there's too many protesters blah 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 we have to consolidate our resources they boarded up their police department took everything important out of it and just left town left capitol hill so the citizens specifically capitol hill specifically capitol so hill area like specifically yes it's called chaps the capitol hill autonomous zone and so wow. citizens took it over and i was there saturday and sunday and let me tell you it is nothing like what anybody will tell you there is free massages there is free counseling free therapy free food free water free for like you name it it is That's utopia crazy. okay i'm not saying there aren't bad people everywhere that are wanting to start crazy shit like that'll happen in anywhere right like fucking the devil came from heaven right but <laughs> my sure. point is that like it, it is a beaut it is a much more um peaceful thing than a lot of people are trying to make it out to be you know mm -hmm. and yes they did took they did they took over city hall as far as like walking in and chanting and walking back out if that's a takeover then yes they took it over there wasn't any property damage nobody looted there was no vandalism like i'm not saying there wasn't a trash can knocked over i'm just saying that like there wasn't <clears throat> nobody was there with the intent to destroy property right like that was not what was happening um besides here's another question would any of this be happening had minneapolis not burned down a police station and i know i'm kind of like generalizing what they did here but I'm, what i'm saying is had there not been fires had we not seen the videos of the target you know what i mean like would we would there have been this you Same mean like level if, of if national it didn't kick off in Min yes. Minneapolis, if yes. we have kicked yes. off here, yeah, maybe, but not as not as crazy. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember hearing when they burned the pre police precinct. I was like, damn. Yeah. I mean, that's as loud a statement as it gets. You know what I mean? And I mean, the every well, that was everybody knew about that. So again, not promoting violence. <laughs> <laughs> But, My sponsors no, require kidding. me to say this. <laughs> I know it probably sounds wrong, but the way that I've kind of thought about it, like once all of these burnings and, and crazy stuff was happening, I was like, what do you expect, man? Like, you're just letting cops get away with murder a lot of the time, and they get paid leave after they kill somebody, and they don't get held accountable. Um, obviously, not all cops are bad. 
I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like there's a a very clear history of cops killing people unnecessarily and even just being brutal and aggressive or whatever mm-hmm. unnecessarily mm-hmm. and not being held accountable. Or and just have profiling. This, yeah. Even if they're not being violent, just because they think you're a minority or something, you're more likely to have done it. Mm-hmm. It's when you just have so much um, programming. <laughs> Um, Unjustice? Is that a word? Injustice? When you have so much injustice happening, um, you know, there's bound to be a reaction. Mm -hmm. So it's it's not surprising. Do I think it's right? No. Like in the sense of, is that what I would do? Probably. Well, I don't know. If I was in their shoes, I don't know what I would do. Would I do that now? Me as a human being right now? Yeah. I wouldn't. Same. Um, But... (laughs) It's just not, it's not surprising. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's almost like it's... you have to understand where they're coming from. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and that's... Yeah. And, and I think that's where people get the problem is they don't even want to think about that mm-hmm. because they think that that means they condone it. Sure. And obviously, I don't think you or I would condone like burning down a business or something. Yeah, of course not. But it's like we can understand how that came to be. Sure. And I don't know. I mean, it's... There was this video. Uh, do, you, do you watch John Oliver? Um, I not like you know a lot, but I know who he is. Yeah. So he did a, a episode all about this, all this police stuff. And there's this video at the end where this uh, he, he's like, "All right, we're going to close our episode out with this video." And it was this black lady talking about the social contract, and she's like, "You guys bring up the social contract, but." you guys broke the social contract when you went around killing us and not getting in trouble for it. Mm. She's like, so fuck your target, you know, fuck your, uh, your police precinct and whatever. She's like, because you broke the contract first. We didn't break it. And she's like, you guys are lucky. Black people just want equality and not revenge. And then that was the end of the video. It's like, damn. Because oh, yeah. it's true. It's, it's a good thing they don't, true. they don't want revenge. And it they just makes want them equality. better for not wanting revenge, honestly. Because yeah. they're going to break that paradigm of like needing violence to get the message across, right? Which <clears throat> is probably a good way to end this show. <laughs> In the sense that what I'm saying is, you know, you have to fight evil when it's there. But you hope to eventually be able to turn that evil into good. Right. Because if not, the evil is always going to be there. Like you can't destroy energy like you just can't. Mm-hmm. And so if it's evil, it'll be evil until it's good. It's like you said, the devil came out of heaven. Exactly. Even if you have a perfect somehow evil's going to come out. It can. So you just, you know, that's why I can't judge the people in Minneapolis. I can't judge the people in Seattle anybody you know because i'm not there I'm, i don't know what's happened to them in their lives you know that's caused them to feel justified for what they're doing mm-hmm. i don't that doesn't mean i would do it right i'm not there i'm not in that position but i'm not gonna take the time to distract from a much more important cause to point out how other people maybe aren't responding the same way that i think i would respond you know again that's that's why i'm starting to get to the point where it's like even if you agree but if all you're doing is being a distraction then you might as well be part of the enemy you know what i mean because like that's just helpless you know that's not helpful i guess it's like you're not contributing. So you can say, yeah, I'm not racist or yeah, I'm for Black Lives Matter, but, 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 and then like, I'm like, okay, what's the point? Like, I don't know. It's, 
it's one of those things where you where I've realized with people that you kind of just have to not get so caught up in the details and just be behind the intent. Like what's what is it that we're really trying to accomplish and spend your time on that and don't focus it arguing with different people and trying to prove a point about how well if, if Trump hadn't done this or if, if your mayor wasn't Democrat or blah, 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 blah. Like that's not helpful. Like it's just not. Yeah. I think it boils down to a, uh, accountability. You know, like there's mm. no accountability in compassion. Really. Yeah. 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 And I, you think you get accountability when people have ownership of what they're having to do. And I don't think police are given, honestly, real ownership because they don't have accountability. And so they feel like what they do is not consequential because their unions are going to protect them. The rest of the police officers are going to back up their story, you know. So what would that look like to you then if you were to, to imagine cops with ownership in the matter? I don't think I... I I don't think that the system, I, I, I don't think we need cops. So that's interesting because for me, that's kind of a scary thought at first. Like when I think of if we don't have cops, so like, what do how cops would we do? If, if, <laughs> when, no, I'm serious. Like if you get rid of drugs, okay. If cops didn't handle drugs at all, then what else are they responding to? What's the second most usual calls, domestic violence mm-hmm. type calls, domestic disturbances. These two people got into a fight, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. When they show up, the fight's over. Everything's all done. You write up reports. He said he punched me first. No, he said he punched me first. Let me take a picture of this Bruce in a picture. That's what they do. So, and then we have Howie Patrol who, you know, chases you around and gives you tickets. Mm-hmm. So, Okay, and I don't want to say that they don't do anything important at all because there's good human beings doing this work that do a good that do service to the community. But the system is what I'm talking about here, not the individuals within the system. I just don't think it's set up to actually serve the community. You know, well, maybe not like maybe not like the uh, the day to day stuff that they do, but like in the extreme situations, bank robbery, hostage, like gunfights, like gangs shooting each other, like. I don't know, like those crazy situations. When that was the last don't happen, time like, here in Spokane we had a bank robbery that the police had to respond to? Uh, <laughs> and, I, and I know that's a kind of a super, <laughs> I know that's a superfluous question, kind of. But uh-huh. I guess my point is that we could take that money and make better private security. You know what I mean? Like banks could hire better private security, people with guns that protect their bank. You know what I mean? Like they have the money, like they're not short on money. They they already have private security. So what about this then? Okay. A school shooting. Well, I think, here's the thing is I think that we need to have, I don't think the police department should be something that's ran by the city or like a single department. What if you had a police business and I had a police business? Okay. And you had a bunch of guys that are policemen, whatever the fuck you want to call them, security guards. And I have a bunch of guys who are security guards. So maybe the schools hire you to do security for them. So I, I think everything that cops do can be replaced by private security and community type leaders that can deal with, you know, domestic violence that can deal with things like drug abuse that can deal that, you know, de-escalation. I, I don't think that the answer to 911 calls should always be a badge and a gun. I just don't see that. I, I agree. I mean, I could see, so like, I guess it's just it just seems scary because it's like get rid of the police and then there's like nothing ever after that. What but was like before if, the police? I don't know. Like if there was a, a, a the system, military. Like before we had 
police in every city. Mm-hmm. You just had the king's soldiers yeah. that would walk around and steal bread from your shop because they were hungry and you couldn't do shit about it, you know, because they were the yeah. soldiers. Like it was the military. So we've like we've kind of we've just become desensitized. We we you know it's not the military anymore. It's cops and sure, but nowadays the cops are as militarized as the military. Like they have, you know, sure they don't drive around in tanks. That's true. I mean, like you, you could. They drive around in tanks when they want to. Exactly. <laughs> they have As a couple saw, of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like we're at this weird place where it's almost like, okay, we call them cops. We don't call them soldiers. Mm-hmm. But as for all, you know, practical purposes, they're, you know, domesticated soldiers really is what they are. With the power of the state behind them, the power of the government behind them. So in mm-hmm. a sense, you're a soldier. Police can in a state of emergency can serve the military and vice versa. Like it's pretty much interchangeable. Like, so it's crazy how, when you say, well, if we get rid of the police, then what? Well, you know, then the government, I mean, to- I, I guess I, I'm not going to say that that would, it would never, ever work. I'm sure that there are ways for it to work. Just being presented with those ways so that people could be like, okay, maybe that doesn't sound so crazy because for me, it, it's really hard to imagine what would be the things that would replace, in a sense, mm-hmm. those police officers in some of the crazier situations? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, and I'm not saying that there's not that those roles aren't necessary in society. I just don't think that they need to be prescribed to a government-ran, you know, department that there's only one of in the city where there's no competition, where nobody can be like, you're doing a bad job, we're not going to use you anymore, (laughs) you know, because there's no option, you know? And so if we had options, then you could be like, nah, your police are trash. So then, I mean, like, would you think of it as almost like the medical field, if you had to call the, the cops, whoever those cops All were, you had to services pay for it. already privatized. AMR, that's a private company that is has a contract with the city. And if the city doesn't like him, they fire them and they get another ambulance contract. Okay? Like, that's, we already have that system built in for fucking saving people's lives. You know what I mean? Like, on but ambulance. Doesn't, some, doesn't it kind of suck in some ways where they can, like, charge you an arm and a leg for this and for oh, that? Oh, for sure. For sure. So, I, I mean, I guess it's just like... It, and we really want to add on another avenue where not okay because then that sounds like not doing it but finding a way for these things to work where the system's just not so goddamn corrupt anymore Hector. I, I, no I totally get what you're saying the truth is they're going to take our money one way or the other either they'll right. tax it out of us to pay for the military or the or the police or, what, or whatever or we're going to have to pay for it out of pocket to the people that we choose, you know, because well, yeah. at some point those people are going to have to make a living. So the question is, do you want to be able to choose who your cops are? I would like to be able to choose who my cops are, you know. And so if I can choose who my tax dollars go to, you know, that's why they say tax that taxation is theft, you know, to a degree. I mean, because once you pay taxes, like now who gets to do whatever they want with that money is not in your hands anymore. Yeah. Like whoever whoever made the law that you could, they could just take your taxes out of your paycheck, like change the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah there's yeah. a statue for him somewhere, I'm sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> Back in there is secret brotherhood yeah, in the of IRS power. building yeah. on the top story. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would be a different world if you could choose where you put your taxes to. Yeah, it'd be a completely different or world. Or at least see where your taxes yeah, were going. It would get rid of government as we know it. Which is why... It's going to lead to war because 
the government's never just going to be like, yeah, you guys are right. You guys are right. Yeah, I have everything back. <laughs> <laughs> They're just not. Yeah. I'm scared that with what's happening in Capitol Hill, it's going to turn into a situation where they're like allowing it to happen because they should realistically. And then Trump's going to be like, you guys have lost control of the situation. You're being held. Could you imagine what happens if they start, if he decides to label, cause he's already labeled Antifa a domestic terror organization. Right. Mm-hmm. So if he decides that it's Antifa, that is the one behind the autonomous zone, this is essentially a terrorist takeover. You know, legally, you could word it that way. Right. That it's a terrorist takeover of homeland soil, like of American soil. Mm. And he could roll in with anything, bro. Anything. I mean, there's just anything. Like, there'd be no nothing he can't do at that point to just be like, take back the streets. Mm. And guaranteed you, if he, if he does that to Capitol Hill. It's going to be crazy, man. Shit's going to go crazy. But you know what I'm worried about, though, is like... Uh, these people that have guns, people that would kind of, you know, essentially fight back the government. Um, I don't know if that they would necessarily align with these. Cause I mean, you see how already, how they're demonizing the protesters, the same as the rioters mm-hmm. and putting it all in one category. Mm-hmm. So like one thing that I see happening is if the government does decide to, for whatever reasons, like you said, um, which is very possible attack, these groups and label them as that then I could very easily see a lot of these militia pro second amendment type people Stand being like yeah. or no we're you not think, part of them oh, like, oh I see what you're saying yeah, yeah, yeah. those guys yeah. are crazy and that's not us <laughs> and not, be, not because Trump. they don't want the good thing but because of just all of the propaganda basically of turning this into terrorist organizations mm-hmm, mm-hmm, rioters mm-hmm. and looters and, and it's 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 a weaponized um, language is really what it is like you're weaponizing the language against people so that the reaction from them is they're traitors mm-hmm. to their homeland they're That's not exactly. patriots patriot yeah. has become a, it's a propaganda term like since yeah. the beginning are you a patriot uh-huh. what does that mean <laughs> yeah i know i thought the exact same thing because it's like a patriot is just a person who loves your country you know yeah. what i mean Patriot isn't a, it's not a right winger, it's not a left winger, it's not a Republican, it's not a Democrat, sure as hell isn't Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> it's just somebody that loves our country. But nowadays, yeah. if you're a patriot, like, it has you're a completely a different, yeah, redneck. it's different. Yeah. So it's, it's fucked, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah. fuckery. It's not right. But yeah, dude. I don't know. Um, thank you so much for having this conversation. Yeah, We're at like you. 56 minutes. I'm trying to keep it under an hour ish, okay. ish, whatever that means. <laughs> All right. But this has been fun. Um, we'll have to do a part two after Trump takes over Seattle. Yeah. And, uh, we'll see, see who is right on that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll no, see how that goes. But um, yeah. Thanks again. Yeah. Thank you.